Yo, it's Ray Moore, the poet that paints, aka the artist artist. You're listening to the Decisive Podcast with your host, Roberto Ingram. Ooh, we yeah. Yo, what's poppin' fam? What's happening, Munich fam? You're locked into episode 87 of the Decisive Podcast series coming at you straight from Munich's. Sendlinger Torstrasse 41. This is your gateway to the world of creativity, art, and culture. I'm your main man on the mic, Roberto Ingram, and we've got a serious episode of Heat for you. It's September the 15th, 2023. We've got a special guest in the house, none other than poet that paints himself, Ray Moore. Ray is the essence of hip-hop seamlessly blending music, poetry, and art into a fresh and vibrant reflection of life. He's all about tackling real issues with a fresh and playful vibe, whether it's in the art game, education, or the fight for what's right. So uh, don't even think about missing this one, fam. It's going to be straight fire. And remember to stay tuned to the Decisive Podcast series on Spotify, Apple Music, Podomatic is the website, or wherever you get your podcast fix. We're bringing you the illest discussions and stories, so let's uh, dive deep into the heart of creativity and culture. With that said, let's get it popping. Decisive Podcast Series, Episode 87, with my guest, Ray Moore. Ray, welcome to the Decisive Podcast Series. Thank you, everybody. My name is Ray Moore, poet that paints, aka the artist artist, because I uh, practice art in the multiple disciplines, you know? So I like music, I like painting, I like drawing, you know, I like videos and animation, many different things. I just like to stay creative, as you say, you know? Multidisciplinary creative. As they would say. I'm glad he explained that thoroughly because I couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> Ray, your artistic journey has taken you from the military to multimedia production and eventually de- uh, dedicating yourself entirely to art. Could you share what inspired you to shift and how that shaped your creativity? No, I mean, I've always been a person who always like went with the flow. I want you to say I was in the military, so after that, I ended up doing many different things, you know? So not only I, at that time, I definitely was not even doing any art. I mean, I was yeah, doing bouncing at, at, at clubs and doing security jobs and stuff like that. But I was doing music at the time, but still like that, I wasn't painting. I was doing music at the time, during, during that time. So I was producing and stuff at that time. And then along came um, these fabulous programs like Photoshop on the internet. So I was one of those guys who was kind of like taking those AOL, um, CDs and getting the numbers and always trying to get free internet as much as possible to download those programs or going to hacking bulletin boards, you know, on the IRC, finding codes to crack the programs. And that's how I kind of came into more of like multimedia producing and doing digital stuff, you know, by the internet. The invention of the internet basically changed the first, that was the first step and change of my path. Mm-hmm. Now, pop and music are, uh, I guess, influencing. Hip hop and music are evident influences in your work. How does that translate the rhythm and energy of hip hop in your visual art? And how does that music continue to inspire your creations? Well, uh, I am hip hop. 
So therefore, anything I create is a product of hip hop. So be it be it a, a music, even if it's a pop track or it's a painting or whatever it should be. It is it comes from me and I am hip hop. So therefore, what I create is an expression of hip hop. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when did you uh, discover hip hop as a as your so, your sole source of uh, um, so yeah, but years. But I know it was in 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 in, in the in the in the eighties in the era of the colorful the yellow colorful Memorex tapes that was in the era when we used to get AM radio that was coming up from Florida, and then they was basically syndicating um Chuck Chill out. DJ <laughs> radio station. So I was taping those things on AM radios and stuff. So as far as production, I think when I was probably like like 13, like 12, 13, I was getting yeah. my mom to get myself this um this Casio sample. You know, it was like the you could sample and make keys and people still use that thing right now. And you know, that was my first thing. I used to just make beats. And I was making beats back then on tapes, but I yeah. How'd you get influenced by making beats? It was it was it music in your family? I mean, yeah. no, not really. There were my, nobody was really musicians in my family like that. I mean, we would go to church and we were seeking musicians, mm -hmm. but by just loving the music, you know. First, you I used to love the Gap Band and and stuff like that, like you know, Burn Rubber on Me and stuff like that. Then you have the Commodores and just which is always listening to music. Basically, it was being music being played at at, at different points in my life when I was young. He's at barbecues or other people's houses. So there was always some music going around. So maybe that's probably, yeah, how it influenced me. One of the, uh, well, you've described your approach as serious play, where you playfully examine serious themes in your art. How has that concept influenced your work, particularly in addressing topics like justice, fear, and hope? I mean, once you, once, once humans realize that there are dualities to everything, there's good, there's evil, there's bad. And people always try to see, to just want to move on this one zone and say, I would just want to be good without acknowledging you could also be bad too, or you are bad too, but you're basically being good because you've been taught to be good. So I, I would say based on the duality and how things balance, and, I, and I'm a very playful guy and I like make take jokes and take light of society because we only got one life and basically it's all going to end from, a, from my inception we're born to die I mean mm. if anything that should be the funniest fucking thing it's mm. the comic It's so beautiful because you have so much to do within that time that you're born until you um expire mm -hmm. i would say you expire just as food or food does at some certain point in time so i think everybody should have a playful attitude about life and everybody should take certain things serious and some people i don't know if some people really know how to embrace that no no it's difficult you know the happiness is a choice and if people can understand that very simple it's hard to break it down happiness is a choice you can choose what you say you can choose what you do you know i know you can't choose what others do or say to you so what you can choose is is, is, is to try to find 
that 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 positive point or that hopeful moment or that hopeful um point that you need to pull you through any dark times or through any stressful situations, knowing that yeah, that's always gonna light on the other hand. If you if you want to shine bright, all the negative energy will just also have to shine too, and it was the darkness will be cleared and it will be light. Can you explain the? how you navigate through trials and tribulations and keeping that same type of uh, mentality. It's basically understanding and, and seeing that there's two different aspects of life. As a, as a, as a rapper, poet, or as a um, artist, I want to use my voice in a positive way. I, I, I don't understand why I would want to use my voice in a negative way. That's like the dumbest thing ever for me. And I don't see why a lot of people do that. I don't understand that concept. For me, it's way too long. It's not. It's not. It's not a beneficial thing for society. One of the most remarkable aspects of your art is merging of different forms of expression: painting, music production, sculpture, and more. Can you give us insight into your creative process and how these different forms complement each other? They all complement each other because they all come from me. So no matter whatever I do, if I say art, it is art. You know. So just basically that it all complements itself because it all comes from one one person that's why all those disciplines take time to master from music visual arts uh sculpting your uh different pictures how do you how do you approach that process i'm not a master of any of that i'm just pretty damn good at it mm -hmm. and i'm pretty good at, at, at coming up with solutions and and thinking on the on the spot you know mm -hmm. problem solve you can say yeah problem solve your music, the album, what is it called? All Lies Matter. It takes a strong stance against injustice. How do you use both music and visual arts as mediums to protest and activism? And what messages do you hope to convey through this art form? I'm always trying to say something positive and maybe say something that's inspiring to people. I have people who, who, who have art for me or who have stickers for me and they come up later and say, wow, your sticker really helped me. I, I look at this every day and I think about you every day and there's a very good message that I'm getting my life by looking at your piece of art or people have purchased some of my art because they like what I do and stuff, you know, and it's a positive, you know, I never been one of those person who like, uh, you know, I mean, I always see a lot of people, you, you know, throwing up middle fingers in. Okay pictures and shit i don't do that either you see me i got a fucking smile on my face for what i'm fronting for unless you piss me off other than that i'm always happy and if i wasn't um happy and if i tell somebody most people don't care anyway you know what i mean just like how you doing you could tell somebody man i really got problems i'm being gonna get evicted you know i need this and that people don't know what to say after that when you really give them the truth so people are afraid of the truth and, and I'm one of those people who just say exactly what it means. Sometimes I can use a little more tactful, as they say, a little more tact. But whatever, I, it's still the truth what I'm saying. It may be harsh, but yeah, it's all it's all made with love, you know. Because I want everybody to, to to do better, and when people around me do better, I can do better. You know what I mean? Is any of the songs on this album express what you just said? I mean, most. I mean, a, a lot of it. Like, but like nobody wins in life. It's one particular one, you know? So like basically nobody wins in life. We all tr trying to win, mm -hmm. but look at it. I mean, we all die. 
You know, you know what I mean? We're all gonna die. When everybody reaches a certain age, their whole body starts breaking down. Their beauty is gone. Their vanity is, 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 is taken away, you know? So you just have to upstand without having your ego crush because most people are stuck on their, their, their vanity and they don't really understand that, yeah, there's an expiration date and you should definitely try to live and live happily and live, have a lot of fun because whatever, let's say, let's say the average person 100 years, that's, that's, not, that's nothing. 100 years is really no time if you, yeah, mine, I don't think that's a long time. What do you hope this album, All Lies Matter, what do you hope the message that they get and hope people should just listen to the words. Everybody can always take something different from me, from each things. People should always try to do good things. People should always be, be aware that most of the politicians are not their friends, you know, but they are, and most of the people who are smart enough, they should become fucking politicians because they, you know, but instead they rather vote the, the I said, how, what do they call it? It's the, um, it's basically where you, where you, you know everybody's shit. But you take the shit that doesn't, it's not running. They taking bites. You know what I mean? Bites, you just, yeah, you know what I mean? You, you know, you take the turd instead of the runny shit, but it's still shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's, that, that's something like that. I mean, people need to get that out and people need to um, understand and, 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 and breathe hope and help others, you know, basically around, you know? How long did it take you to conceive the album and to get it released? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't go by. Are there pieces of music that were that were done uh, in 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 different times, or was it was it a planned album? And you just you made a bunch of tracks and put them together? Or? No, I mean I had I had I had planned the album, but I mean I picked the the tracks. It was just always I always say if I work in just if I plan an album, then I'm just gonna just work that way. But mainly, I'm doing like two or three tracks a day. Okay. So it doesn't matter if I plan the album or not. So I can always say I'm going to plan the album and follow this scheme. Of course, some tracks I don't rap on. Some tracks I do rap on. That's why I mostly release instrumentals because I like beats and I like instrumentals. I remember that's what you told me. You told me you, you make art. Yeah. You do something every day and it may go to your hard drive or something, but you can always go back to it. Yeah, of course. You know, because I mean... One day, um, I said I may run out of ideas. That's why I create so much. So if I were running out of ideas, I can go back on something I did like 10 years ago. I'm like, wow, that actually was pretty cool. Let me re remix this or do something else to it. You know, and also reason why I do like the music, because nobody, not many, let me see nobody, but not many artists create the music that I will listen to. Oh, really? Of course, because everything so you is hard negative. To please. Oh, it's not hard to please. Oh, you mean because everything's negative? Yeah, it's like, it's like, why would I want to listen to somebody talk about how many people they killed and shit? I heard that many times. Like, it doesn't, it's like, I don't, I don't care about how many girls you had sex with either. I mean, come on, dude. There's so many other topics to talk about to uplift respect, people. Respect. That's why, I mean, society, if you have a voice and you use your voice for dumb stuff, like, why even talk? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like, why even talk if he's going to be spewing negativity? So it's not beneficial to, to man, cut, you know, because I want my mama to be proud of me in the end. You know what right I mean? On. You know what right mean? on. So, and I want my grandma, even though rest in peace, I would want her to be proud of me too. You right know, I'm not saying, you know, because. Over the years, man, you, you've exhibited your work in various locations, yeah? Such as this location with the Sinlinga Tour 41 in Munich. From Dusseldorf to 
Las Vegas and Munich. How do different audiences re react to your art and how does that culturally, that cultural context of uh, the exhibitions in lo different locations impact the reception of your work? Is it different, totally different depending on where? Yeah, I mean, it's always totally different. I mean, a lot of people have uh, sometimes a very basic understanding of art reaction to my art and other people, they just really like it because it's like, wow, this is inspiring. This is cool. This is nice. I like this message or wow, this is a funny drawing. This is a crazy character. Do you, do you present differently in different locations or you, do, you, do you foresee what you need to change? No, I don't. I, I show what I have. Okay. Whatever I have close by that I can get to with, with less cost. You know, depending mm -hmm. on the location, how much it costs to, to, to transport there, you know. That's a good topic there. The cost as an artist. I don't know if you are paying for all your, you know, amenities for yourself or are you being culturally um, um, helped with the with the state. And Dude, I pay my own rent. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody giving me shit. Mm -hmm. I was alluding to it's so important that our governments and our states and our cities support artists. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the struggle since COVID. There's a definitely, uh, uh, if you want to speak about, say, in Munich, this city in particularly, there's a, a, there's a extremely high amount of rent that artists have to pay right. if they would need to have any type of space. And if the spaces that belong to the government, there's so less of them and the spaces that they do own, they're changing them into buildings or I'm not sure if they sold the land and changed the buildings, but art is, 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 is probably, I don't think is the, that higher a priority. Because I mean, you can also, I know artists, art, artists really think they are a priority, but in reality, and this is, this is my opinion, I'm not an expert on anything. You can take it or leave it. But I think, I mean, artists make up basically 1%, let's say artists 1% of the world. Artists and people who like art are the 1% of the world. So you can understand why there's not many people caring about artists because people don't really care. People are going shopping for shoes. They're, they're, they're going shopping for, you know, the jewelry and whatever amenities that make them look fancy and nice. But they're not really caring much about art. They'd rather buy a poster from Ikea than a look for an artist because they don't have access to artists. And maybe because maybe there's not enough funding. So if there was art all around, maybe everybody would understand what art is. And in a painterly sense. I mean, for, for instance, there are great locations and funding for uh, classical music artists and musicians. Yeah, I know. But that's that's a trend that, that soon is that I think that should change. Because I mean, most of the, the generation of classical music, you got another 15 years with those people. And then most of the people who grew up, they're not really drifting to classical music. So the classical music, yeah, let's say um, demographic will be diminished, you know, at some point. Either classical music has to reinvent it itself to attract a younger audience or it stays as it is and nobody's going to listen because I mean, I mean, humans have evolved to have a different taste, a listening taste in, in classic. So you look at your average classical person who's who has a season ticket. They're definitely from 68 and up or, or older wow. of a ticket, you know, pay because, their dues, which pay their dues. You know, yeah, I mean, they have a they have a ticket because they, you know, they're 
they're more or less probably say wealthy as well you know they have a certain standard of life you know mm -hmm. so i mean it kind of puts it in the semi-elitist category mm -hmm. i would say mm -hmm. classical would you say berlin the berlin uh culture cultural support is a good system and it should and could should more that be applied to Munich. I don't know what the Berlin culture. I've been hearing a lot of great. Like what? Yeah, I've been he hearing a lot of great things about how they support DJs, arts, the arts, and cultural really? affairs. Yeah, and there's a lot of money. Believe it or not, there's a lot of money put away for such things in Munich. And you knowing who to to talk to is, from what I understand, key. And I've heard this from quite a few uh, since. Uh, I heard a lot about this since that's. Uh, since COVID was over and how they had to support the clubs to get back. I am okay with those people you're talking about, but most of the club owners who have paid DJs or don't want to pay them and stuff like that, I don't agree with them. And I and, and I, I mean, it, there's a way to fix the system. There's a country who has a solution. If you look at the French system for artists, I'm not sure what it's called. It's a particular type of union. And every artist who had a problem in COVID, they got paid probably $1,200 a month for a living because they cannot do their gigs or their shows, anything like that, because they belong to the particular organization. So if there will be a particular, uh, some kind of an artist union for all of different type performing artists and musicians, visual artists and all of those different things, that I mean, that could be a way to 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 stop that problem or you know or help the artists with a situation if if another pandemic or something such of this sort comes you know that well, would be the only way well the nightlife was union. the nightlife was equally affected and the nightlife contributes to uh the movement of the city of, of Munich and I I I took a direct hit and I really I'm happy to know that the clubs have the opportunity to get, I mean, if you look at it, people, where, where are people in Munich if they're not, have some place to go? They're on the streets, people uh, uh, damaging the city. And, and once, the, if, really? they're, if they're in, so. oh yes, they are. Well, they're gonna do that. They're doing. They're gonna do that anyway. I mean, idiots will always be idiots. Well, I, that's true. But my point I'm I mean, trying to get across to my 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 real message here is what I'm trying to get across to is that I think it's wonderful to see that we need to support artists, whether you're a DJ, whether you're a club. You're putting. You have staff that you are putting to work, and a lot of those other people were out of work. Bartenders, DJs, bookers, DJ. They were booking DJs and and artists from around the world. And now the city are, is able to, when you're paying taxes, you're able to give back to the art. That's kind of what I was alluding to. So, and I, the overall message here is that it's. I was trying to get it. Is I noticed you had pop up stores. You've been playing at the. You playing the Alter Vizen and these different um, different venues, and how hard you work to actually be heard. Right. And how hard and how difficult it is for you to keep afloat, you know, and do you have people that support you? You have a lot of you have a support team and a support system that keeps you motivated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, you got to have friends who keep you motivated and you got to motivate yourself. You know, you got to motivate yourself. I mean, we're humans. We're creatures of adaptation. You know, don't misuse your niche. Adapt a bit. You know, you'll figure some things out. You just ask some people. Don't be afraid to ask somebody for a solution that you don't have. 
always ask somebody a question, the only thing they can always say is no, or I don't know. You know what I mean? So don't be afraid or embarrassed to ask anybody if you don't know something. Or how how does this work, man? Or how, how can I how can I get in this particular situation? So just ask people, you know, then somebody will have an answer, you know? You, man, your education plays a significant role in your journey from multimedia production to film directing. How has the educational background influenced your artistic career and the way you approach various art forms today? Well, none of it was that I taught was taught through any of those educational programs, what I do. So it was all self-made, you know? So in the end, it, 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 it was all self-made, you know? So basically, I, 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 fell, I fell in the trap of thinking that you had to have a, a particular degree or something to have a better job. But in the end, I didn't need to have any particular degree. I just need to have a particular skill set and be good at that skill set and be able to communicate that to the person who was interviewing me, you know, or to be able to show that in the the, the physical work, you know, the, the deliverables that you have to deliver if you're doing some design or, or work and things like that. When you were going through school, you had no idea you would be doing what you're doing now. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, are you talking to high school? No. What do you mean? College, university, high school, whatever. No, I didn't really do college. I, I, I went to um, SAE for multimedia producing, but I really didn't need that either. I learned how to do director there and the other stuff I already knew somehow, but I thought it would help me to get a better job. And for some reason, I had an extra 12000 to throw away. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh, you was rich, man? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know? I thought it was helpful, you know? Mm -hmm. I thought it was helpful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Same. I thought it was helpful. I mean, no doubt, all of those experiences, you know, I met people. It, it did help definitely in, in, in a way when you're working on projects together with people. It's a lot cooler than being by yourself if it's, a, if it's something that you're new at and this person can do this and then you can do this better and then you can combine those two things so that in that way that's kind of helpful for that but as far as a, a, a pure learning thing you can basically learn anything by yourself i mean that I, I taught before i got i mean i taught myself html graphic design flash i mean when flash was called future splash that was before macromedia even existed mm -hmm. by the, the thing you know so i was um yeah who encouraged you or what encouraged you to do multimedia production to film directing? I mean, just looking at films, just looking at animation, just looking at colors, how things move or how things are, you know, how things look. Just looking right. at the pure aesthetic and saying, I wonder how did they do that? You know, then you try to do, you then you're like, be curious, like, okay, cool. I want to try to do that too. So you, your basic educational background is self-taught? Yes. Is there any body that you look up to for artistic inspiration not really but i like i like many forms of art and i like a lot of different types of art for many different types of reasons but i'm inspired by looking out the window seeing glass seeing okay. seeing different shapes everything you walk around can be inspired i'm inspired by the by the guys who rip the posters down in the U-Bahn who leave the crazy nice patterns there. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm inspired by like, the beautiful accidents of life. I'm inspired by everything, you know? Everything is inspiration. Once you are, once you're an artist, or I don't know, for me, I see everything in, 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 in wonderment, you know? 
everything <laughs> is a wonder to me. When I see things, I look at the shapes in the form, and it's somehow like a child. It's a wonder to me. I don't know. It seems like, wow, this, oh, this is so cool. Ooh, what does this look like? Oh, how's the shape? How's this made? And I just start thinking about all the things about, you know, everything. It's like when I'm thinking about this laptop, I'm thinking about the keys, the black, the color and everything. Mm -hmm. See, this doesn't match that color. It's like yeah. some, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. So that's why I can't put it to that one. Ooh, I like this one. I like this one. You know what I mean? You're going to get more specific on this one. Cause right, you, this guy, this guy it freestyle. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he, he comes off so quickly that I don't really, I'm always wondering where the hell did he get this from? So this next question is, is about your lyricism. Okay. Your art often incorporates lyrical fragments and meaningful statements. How do, how do you strike a balance between the visual and the textual in your work? And what role does language play in conveying your messages? Language is my main form of communication. It's that thought that comes without life in a second, no hesitation. It's the approximation of everything that is to the simulation of things that really are not what you think they are because your mind perceives things in a way you don't understand. Until you understand, you may even have a plan. Well, let's not understand. Let's rewind that for a bit. Let's just live and live and just not even give a shit. Yeah. See, that was off the cuff. Yeah, but how do you strike a balance between your visual and the textual work? I don't know, man. It's just, it just, it's, a, it's an automatic flow. I have to be comfortable. I, I like to, I like to create when I'm alone. You know, and I have to be happy. I don't create anything when I'm sad. Experience is life. No, um, no, I don't create a bus. Uh, no, nothing. You can say that, but if, if I can paint that when I'm happy, but I couldn't think about that, paint that when I'm sad, because it's a total different space. So that's why my um, paintings have an energy in them that people feel. You know, if I was painting when I was sad and negative, it would give you that feeling. You know, but since I paint when I'm happy, it's the only time I can do things when I'm in a good mood to do things. So people somehow it resonates through the work when people stand in front of it or look at it or read it. Have you do you get good feedback on your art and take some of that feedback and influence it on on other works? People say really? always they like it. Good job. Of course. Then I just keep going. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what if they say, ah, oh, I like it, and you say, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. This was something I did while I was sitting on the toilet, boo-booing. Well, if they like it, everybody can like it, dislike mm -hmm. whatever they want. You know, okay. I don't, it's, it doesn't bother me because if if I like it, that's all that matters because I created it all for myself. You know what I mean? I, I created it all for myself. There's no way a person can tell me to create what I create. It can only come from me and only come from myself. There's no way possible you would get what you what i what i create if somebody was telling me you should do this no is there a piece of work that you painted and you somebody came came in and said exactly what you were thinking when you made it and you say they understand no because most of the time i don't know what i'm thinking when i'm doing because it's so random it's so sometimes i'm thinking about so many different things sometimes there's a path and sometimes the path goes like well i don't know what i why did i go this way you know what i mean I just always, you start with something and it's, it's just, just imagine it's a blank puzzle. I mean, you're trying to make these up, you're trying to make a puzzle that is blank, you know, and you're trying to color in things that, that, that fit, 
you know, to, to make it into a puzzle. And it's just like, until it becomes one piece, you know? It's just like, I mean, living the days of your life. You walk through life step by step. And every painting is also like that, step by step, layer by layer. Trying to understand that, okay, good. You've um, become involved in educational and social causes, conducting workshops and art art projects for young people. Why is providing uh, access to art and music education important to you and what impact have you seen uh, from the participants? I know how it is by not having exposure to things. Because if I was young, for example, and I had more exposure to painting or something, I probably would have been painting a long time ago. You know what I mean? If I had more exposure to musicians or people who were doing similar things that I was interested in, you know? And, I know, and, and it's, it's mainly about exposure, you know? So once kids see that, oh, this is a person who raps, this is a person who makes beats, this is what they do, this is how this process somehow works, it's it's more familiar to them and, 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 and maybe it can open up doors for them to want to participate in it because they they wanted to do it and they did not know how and they were not exposed to it before you know so that's the main reason because of yeah exposure i didn't have the exposure as a child so i think if i have the chance to give another child exposure to some of my skills why not is there a protege that stands out to you no i mean most of the kids have um their own their own skills some like it some love it some kids are impatient you know just like adults and i mean but just smaller <laughs> are there any particular social causes that you are a part of that you are very proud of workshop i i work with this 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 um particular social group called ecoya i-c-o-y-a we do a lot of kids projects and stuff like that and i think it was was it last year we recently did a very um, uh, huge wall behind the rat house in Munich. So I think we had seven different schools um, involved. I think it was like eight artists or so. And then we all went to the schools, the parents of artists, and we worked with the kids for a week there. And we all, they created paintings and we turned into this huge collage that was displayed behind the rat house in Munich. So that was a very, very, yeah, nice project because my name was big in the city behind the rat house. So that was very, that was a very, very nice project too. What very cool kids, very nice drawings, very cool. I mean, very cool stuff. People come to your events, your presentations, your pop-ups. Mm, is it important for you to assist them when they do ask specific questions as such as what I'm asking today? Are you able to guide them through your vision and that purpose? And when you're trying to sell a piece or are you just like, hey, buy it or not? Yeah, why would I do that? That's like stupid. No, of course, if somebody has questions, you got to answer their questions. I mean, you know. Dude, tell you like this. I've been here for such a long time, and I always smile and answer the question, where are you from? I'm asked that question 20 times a day, and I still answer it with a smile. So it's okay. You know, and that's that, I should be really annoyed because of that question. I'm like, no, but they don't know. So you have to inform people, you know, even though I'm always, that's the only question I'm always asked by everybody. We worked together last week. So these questions have come to my head because I've watched these different versions of you. And I saw you participate when I didn't know and I watched you work. And that's why I asked the questions I'm asking, meaning that when you when you're interacting like this, uh, how important that is that to you, and how does that make you feel when they 
when you, you know, make them happy and you sell a piece. I mean, isn't that what it's all about? I mean, no, I mean, it's a basic human interaction, the same kind okay. of interaction you should have with any other human being. Uh, okay. No one's more special if they buy something or not. Thanks to them, but if they come in and say they like it, also thanks to them, you know? Okay. They take a picture of it, post it, okay. and buy nothing, and never come back again. But I know eventually, somewhere down the line, they're gonna remember me. And that's a person who did not know my name before, and my name is rememberable. Very important. You man. know, so especially if they check art, check this, um, remember that guy, that was a year ago, two years ago, oh, yeah. You know, if they, they don't have to remember now, but as long as they, they have one crossing and one interaction with me, yeah. I will try to make it in some way that they can remember me. You know? Right. I think that's very important because you do the work, humanitarian work kind of thing, and each and every person that actually confronts you, yeah. it's, a, it's something they can take away. But also, that's a major problem for me because I have a very forgetful mind and a lot of names I always forget. And people like, I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, you know how many, yeah, you got me out. <laughs> um, everybody's always, I'm meeting people. If I'm doing, if I have an event, then new people being there. And if we're not hanging out, like, dude, we just, it's like, I met you like twice. You know what I mean? Like, I'm guilty of this, but you think I, mean, I met you twice and people expect you to remember them. Like, dude, that was like three, four years ago. I met, oh yeah, dude, we were drinking. We had a good time. Like, I did, I had a good time with a lot of people. I, you know, I can't remember them all either. <laughs> I'm totally guilty of this, but do you think we should get better at it? It is what it is. Just say like this, read some, read, read my work. It's basically love me, love me before you hate me. You know, so I'm saying I am, it is what it is. And if people, it's always nice to meet people again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm glad that every, I, ho I hope that every time that I re-meet them, I'm as nice as I was to lie. I hope I don't give a bad impression on my second first impression or whatever, you know. Let's moving right along here. Your art aims to explore essential questions of human existence and provoke viewers to take a stance, right? Can you share an example of specific piece that you feel strongly about and explain the message or questions it conveys to your audience? I mean, I, I, I would not try to put it in the category something I feel strongly about. I mean, all the things that are, that that can give you a positive energy, that can bring some kind of sign of hope to you, and to make you feel good in, in, in a certain way. Just, I'm just gonna talk about one piece. It's not saying that this is my favorite piece, but since since I noticed that people always come by and take a picture of the sign, and it basically says, "By the way, your stupid problems bore me." So basically, that came from um, like a party life. Like, you know, you go out with people and then people, they just want to tell you some, the worst shit about their life, dude. I'm sorry. I just met you and you telling me how bad your fucking wife treats you, how all you telling me how fucked up your life is like, wow, boy, what people do when they, when they drunk. I mean, you're telling all how fucked up your life is. So it's a bit of a, um, yeah. So by the way, your stupid problems bore me. And I mean, there's so many people with real problems out there. You know, and people with stupid problems. Wait, is there one other piece that you can think of? I want, I, want, I want people to come and see it all. I want people to come and see it all. I don't want to, you know, no, come see it. It's all awesome. Is your art many faces of Ray Moore? No, I mean, every human being is a complex individual. 
I'm talking I mean, about you I'm as the not, artist, though. Yeah, but uh, it's all from Ray Moore. It is all Ray Moore. You have it's a vast imagination, Mr. Ray Moore. It's all Ray Moore. No, not really. Why not? You know? Why not? I'm a human. I'm not AI. If I was, if I, if I was like AI, I would be even better. You know? If these people, hey dude, just somebody, hey when they when they start giving them Corona shots out, man, they send them microchips. I said, can I get two? I want to be faster. <laughs> Give me two microchips. You know, <laughs> yeah. I got to tell I love teasing Ray. Me and Ray, we we have so much fun. I, I love because he's he's not a he doesn't seem to me like a big speaker. He just kind of like he does his art. He just be creative. He's a he's just creative and does everything from his heart. And I understand that already uh, before I speak to him. And but because uh, I I'm a little bit like him, but I'm a, uh, I've over the years I think because I started Decisive Podcast Series because. I wanted to get into the minds of artists that uh, are a little bit controversial, uh, and and for me, I think that's okay because I um, I'm a very I seem to be able to get along with a lot of different people, and and I understand I've been through a whole shitload of problems with in my life to get to where I am today, and uh, and I think it's important that you kind of follow your dream. It's like what you did. So, but the message that I'm trying to get from Ray today is that if you those of you that haven't seen his work, it's for me, he has such minimal stuff. He has crazy stuff. He has all different kinds of art. And then you see him get on the microphone at one split second and all this information that comes out. I am trying to simplify that for him. And I think we're going to have to do a couple of more interviews. So, so Ray can get, give me some uh, philosophical version of what it is, how he expresses himself from his heart and from his soul and from the things he's learned in life, his trials and tribulations and how he made that, you know, come to life in this art. I love, I love this. This is a success story to me. Thank you, man. And I'm happy to be able to have this interview with him today. Now, Ray, no. that said, your journey and work are truly inspiring. As a, as we wrap up here, are there any shout outs to people that, you know, that you would like to address to? Any shout outs to people that uh, that deserve your humbleness well, and, and every, acknowledgement? Everybody always gets their flowers from me anyway. But to take a, um, a page from Snoop book, i like to thank Ray Moore for his discipline, his <laughs> dedication, and his focus. That's right, when he, when he got his star. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to thank myself for my discipline, my dedication, and my focus. Okay, DDF for yous who don't know. Those are words of wisdom for you. Take that home, tell your mama, shalaya. With that said, going out, can you give us a freestyle, freestyle lyric rap of knowledge, hope, all right then, dude. We strive for level footing, economic game. In this economic game, where the pipe dream will remain. Life is mean, you gotta bully back. Push hard, what is seen cannot be truly that. No ask God, what is hurt is not. What you really understanding. Some bites are hate for chanting. The skittish keep ranting. Diminishing the answers of the solid left standing. They question and demanding, they equal level standing, repetition taught, politics never candid, they leave us all stranded, fighting for crumbs, 
Half the population numb. TV made us dumb. What we become? A question mark for the sum. This is a revolution. They were televised. Intertwined with lies. Disguised from the other side. It's crazy, I demise. We always seem surprised. It's messy, I demise. And we still seem surprised. It's perpetrated before our eyes. Yes, them lies, them lies. We fighting for crumbs. And we're still trying to win. They all have to get it. And they took it from the beginning. They will see us from the start. And they'll see us to the end. And we still don't understand. And we still let them win. And since it was televised, and still it was intertwined, and we still represent, and we still meet our demise, and we vote the politicians in, and we still don't win, and we win is relative compared to them. We're trying to hold them accountable, but they just word spin, or they keep the can down the road again and again. With crony capitalism, only they can earn. Money's just a concept. I don't need it to burn. <laughs> The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be live. Thank you, Ray, for this interview today, man. It's been fantastic. You and I have gotten on another level. But one thing for you saying the revolution, yes, so that people know the revolution is only for those who participate. Okay. okay. I guess you're right about that one, huh? All right. You heard it from Ray. Ray does not hold back. <laughs> I love it, but I had to learn to love people. Thank you, for everyone, for listening for the Decisive Podcast Series. Ray, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time. I'm here at this location. Tell me, tell us a little bit about the location now. Silingastrasa 41. Come down and check me out. Um, I'm not sure when it's going to be aired, but I know Friday the 15th, we're having an opening. If it airs before then, you can meet it. If not, you can come and check me out. Most of the days I will be here, but it's going to be a bit sporadic during the times of the Oktoberfest because we have I have a gig at the on the 27th with the Express Brass Band and the Hatz Kaspel Zelt. That means the uh, Alta Wiesen. Um, yeah, which happens every two years. So come and check us out. We're, I guess you say, the main act. So clo the closer at the end of the night. But other than that, I'll be here for two months. Silingastrasa41, High Lab on Instagram, H-I-I underscore lab. Or you can follow me, R-A-Y-M-O-O-R-E at Instagram and dot D-E. Peace. Explain a little bit about what's happening on Friday. Oh, Really? It's a group exhibition that I put together that I'll say basically to use proper terms um, that I curated between uh, uh, some friends that I know and there's an extra space in the back which we're going to open our group exhibition which is called Breaking Bread. Okay, we're going to break bread on, on Friday. Thank you everybody for listening to for the Decisive Podcast Series with Mr. Ray Moore, the poet that, that paints. The Tell artist, me. artist. Ooh, the artist, artist, the artist that paint, all that stuff. Yeah. Until next time, peace. Peace.